hey, hey, top of the day to all of you out there in the live Facebook world or, of course, the TikTok world. Or the YouTube world. Oh, that's very true. To, we can never forget about all of our social media platforms. That would just <laughs> not be nice. Anyways, we are most excited to have a very special guest with us today. And the coolest piece is he's actually right here. He's in studio. He's in studio. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get through the regular rigmarole really quick so that we can have him do all the talking because, oh my gosh, are you going to learn a pile of amazing information, but simply put. Oh my gosh, this is the most amazing thing. You guys are going to absolutely love this. And if you have hoof problems or some lameness issues or maybe even some horse stomach issues. This is going to be a great live for you guys to tune into. Absolutely. So everyone, just so you know, my name is, I'm sure most of you do know, Carrie Fulmeck, and I am the founder of the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. Usually Carolyn says that. So today my daughter Carson is here just to do the regular rigmarole because I'm not IT, remember? And I mean, some of you guys might be lifers and remember me from way back when, <laughs> but my name's Carson Scooter. I am Carrie's daughter, but I've been involved and an instructor with Equine Connection for many a years and we operate their social media. So I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, they do everything. <laughs> so for myself, just to give you a little intro for those of you who do not know me, we actually help people globally around the world do what it is that we do. And it is the greatest job on this earth. Why? Although Ross might disagree, but it is by working with horses in a completely different way to help humans to be able to move forward. But I love our certification because our certification is all the foundation and the welfare of the horse must come first. So we must be looking at their whole being. And that's why today's guest is going to fit so perfectly in with the welfare of what it is that we do. So if it's an exciting career that you've been thinking of, definitely give me a show because you don't ride these teachers. They actually do all the teaching from the ground. Holy jumping tuna fish. That's super cool. It truly is. So <laughs> for those of you, as we have our guest on today, if you're like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing news. Cause I always say a holy jumping tuna fish, put in a little holy jumping tuna fish comment, or even that little emoji con. To say you're blown away. And make sure to share, share, share this video. It is not only going to help you with your horses, but it could make such a difference to other people's horses as well. So make sure to get this out so we can help all the ponies of the world. Yes, because that's what we're all about, working together as one team so that we are for the welfare of the horse, the whole thing. And of course, hashtag we are life changers, not only us, you. You are a life changer. Ross is a life changer. Anytime we are doing anything in this short little life that we have that helps a human being to move forward and, and have something that has purpose to it, we're all a part of that life-changing piece. And I think the biggest thing in all of this is being kind. <laughs> and when we're kind and working together, we're actually helping not only our horses, but also living beings yeah, so or humans. So type hashtag holy yum tuna fish or the little fishy emojicon if you agree with that because oh, that's some you. profound stuff right there. Right? It's just coming out of me today. <laughs> I, I don't know what's happening. And if you can't make it, there is going to be a replay, which is located right here. So you can just hit the play button after we are done being all live and you will be able to access this video once again. Because you're going to want to get rewind, rewind, <laughs> rewind. 
And if you are on TikTok, hey TikTokers, um, we will have a free gift that we will be offering out to you guys. So make sure that you stay tuned and let us know where in the world you guys are from. We always love seeing that piece. Yes. But if you are on TikTok, you can go to our link in bio and you can grab the free gift there. Excellent. Okay. We're all about giving away seriously. Okay. So yes, with further ado, but I just have to tell you how kind this human is. So we were at a trade show in Brooks, actually the heart of the horse with uh, Nikki, Nikki Flundra. And we met this stunning lady. Her name was Gail and she was doing her booth and it had to do with this COVID. Now, the first time she started saying COVID, I'm thinking COVID? What, what are the words you're saying? But no, it's C-O-B as in Bobby, I-T. And Ross, of course, is gonna tell us more about it. But as soon as she started explaining how the center of balance works on the on the our horses. We were Caroline and I are like, we gotta have it. Like, and we gotta, we gotta get this guy. Oh no, we gotta, we gotta get this guy to come <coughs> and look at our horses. And we had one in specific <laughs> one in mind specifically that we really wanted to be looked at. Yes, our horse Brandon has been lame for about a year and a half. We've done the x-rays. We've done trying to do the blocking and nothing. Well, he don't win it. The drugs, the shots. <coughs> I am so sorry. You guys always know what I say. It's so dry in Alberta. I don't, I don't even understand. Anyway, Ross came out. He drove seven hours to come and fix our little Brandon. And the bonus is because Ross has been a farrier for over 40 years. He's actually talked to our farrier so that our farrier is able to implement it into now our herd. So we are most excited and so grateful for this kind man for actually coming. And to me, it's called saving my horse's life. So with further ado, let us introduce Mr. Ross Smith. And I'm gonna let Ross tell you all about who he is instead of doing any kind of introduction because he's gonna do it best. Okay, and when you're ready, just hit. Okay. okay, she's helping me to <laughs> what I have to do for the free gift you guys are going to get after. Okay. okay, enjoy everyone. Yay, Mr. Ross. Well, it's actually Mr. Smith, but it's Ross Smith. Look at him. Here is our cowboy man. I love this. He's even, look at displaying his business and everything. Ross, thank you so much for coming out and well, doing all of this. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, it was nice to get a chance to see if I could help your horse earlier here today and the opportunity for you people to share some of what I'm what I've done and, and how it works and whatever. So excited. So Ross, you gotta first tell us what the heck is this COVID you speak of? And what well, what does it do for us? The, and who are you? <laughs> well, to start with, I've been shoeing horses for 40 years. And uh, this is a result of just constantly looking for a better way. Uh, I've always enjoyed lameness and, and working with lameness. So I've worked with veterinarians extensively over the years. And um, I used to, you know, I've been down the road of all the different types of shoeing that's out there, um, different shoes and pads and all kinds of different things to help various lamenesses. And I had, I had results with all of them. But I kept thinking I needed something more. Mm. So I just kept, uh, I've been working towards this longer than I was aware of. It's probably been 25 years that I've gradually been building towards this. And I've always based my outcome on positive and negative results from the horse. 
I use science to guide me, but the bottom line is always the horse. I love that in science to guide you in what way is the science? So I use x-rays extensively to show me um, what's on the inside of the foot versus what we see on the outside. And one of the things that I've learned through this journey of developing the COBIT is how what we see on the outside and what we're, the landmarks we're taught to use as farriers can be very deceiving as to the bone structure on the inside and where it's located within the hoof capsule. So um, us farriers rely a lot on uh, x-rays to tell us where, where things are and x-rays are amazing but we don't always have access to an x-ray machine mm -hmm. and it's not feasible to x-ray our horse every time we do it with feet. Ooh, so, that's yeah, a lot of yeah, moolah yeah, going we'd, out. You'd be bankrupt pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what, I, what started me here is I thought, well, I need a tool that I can even find a reference point to measure from, use the x-rays in the beginning and then follow up from that. So I was aware of the center of balance in a horse's foot. And there's lots of people are aware of the fact that there is a center of balance. And so I thought, well, I need to find just something to stick on their foot so I can find the balance point. So the first one I made was pretty crude compared to these. I have a, a whole list of prototypes at home in my shop that are, some people tell me someday I got to put them in a museum and show how we went down the road and built the, the process, yeah. right? So I developed one that was quite a lot more user friendly. And in developing it, I actually would uh, get my customers to put it on the horse for me to try and find something that was, you know, something that just about anybody can use and put on a horse. So I found the center of balance, and um, this, is, this is the actual tool here. Your horse's foot goes in there, and you tighten it up on your horse's foot. And there's a, a balance point on the bottom. And what it allows is when you, you move it back and forth. Oh, do you want to use the box and we can, well, uh, or do you just be, want to show a picture? Actually, okay. I have some pictures that Ooh, I could even show. Better. I don't know, does that... Carson, can we just take this uh, little piece off for now? Because just so that. So oh, if, if, if you look at this picture, um, that's uh, the horse is, is balancing on the COVID. It isn't touching at the toe or the heel here it's rocked back and uh, the heel of the horse's foot and the COVID are touching the ground telling you the COVID is too far forward so if you move the COVID back then you get this this is where the COVID is too far back so you keep loosening the screw off you move it back and forth until you achieve this you then have the have found the center of balance in the horse's foot so from there, when you're looking at the COBIT, you put a mark, here's where breakover would be, and here's where the buttress of the heel would be. To come up with those measurements, uh, we x-rayed a lot of horses over, um, over a period of time to figure out where breakover is. And if you look at these pictures here, if you notice, I don't know how well it'll show up, but breakover should be aligned straight down the front of the coffin bone. This is a before picture of a horse that was 
done a while ago by someone else. This is after using the COBIT telling us where to put the shoe. And if you draw a line straight off the tip of the coffin bone, it comes to the breakover point in the shoe. So this is to show you the COBIT tells you where the tip of the coffin bone is and where a breakover should be. If your horse was to go barefoot, you would trim them to that point. Here's the center of balance marked here. And then here's in the after picture, it's right there. If you look at how far back the heel of the shoe goes in relationship to the bone structure, as compared in this picture where it's much farther forward, what we found out is when you set the, uh, the weight bearing surface of the foot being the shoe or the way they're trimmed, uh, equally around the center of balance, the, lo the long and short pastern rise up and line themselves up with the coffin bone. And for years, we always tried to line the coffin bone up with the long and short pastern. But we found that once you properly set the ground weight bearing surface, the horse actually lines himself up with the foot. I, it's just so amazing. And I can't wait to show you guys the gift that you guys are going to receive after when you listen to this whole beautiful live today. But Ross, before we, because he's got some great stuff to show you. We we got all kinds of things that's going to blow your mind and make you go, or go, hey. But he told me a story, and it's the horse that's on his website right now. Was it Henry? Yes. Yeah, so there's a horse named Henry, and he was a horse that I've shot all his life. And he had a lameness problem, come and go, come and go. And I did everything that I knew of at the time to help him. And I just couldn't help him enough. And so he was in severe pain. He had severe back pain to the point where um, it was decided by the veterinarians that worked on him and the owner that, that Henry should be put down because his quality of life was horrible. And Henry's an amazing, nice horse, if you get to know him. So I convinced the owner not to not to put him down. And she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I have no idea. So I went home and I thought about it. And I um, got Terry Goslin from Peak Veterinary and Moose Jaw to help me, along with uh, Dr. Lori Zemeluk that came as well. And so we x-rayed and we kind of figured where we thought breakover should be. I know more now than I did then, but... So looking at Henry's feet showed me that I was way off in the way I trimmed his foot once I actually got to see what was inside. So we trimmed his foot quite radically and everything that we're taught as a horseshoer would say that he should have bled to death through the bottom of his foot. Wow. And there's actually no live tissue at all. It's all just distorted uh, foot that has grown ahead of where it should have been. Anyhow, to a long story short, we, we worked on Henry over the next number of months. He started to improve. And about a year later, um, Angie, his owner, started to ride him. And she just thought if she could go for a trail ride, she would be so happy. That's all she wanted. Mm -hmm. So after riding for a few months, she says to me, you know, he's really sound. She said, do you think I could show him? And I said, well, go for it. Well, two national titles later. <laughs> So Henry is now retired. He's an older horse and uh, he's given some little grandkids rides around the yard and, and he's quite a happy horse now.
but he went from well i guess from his deathbed to winning national titles it's phenomenal uh, I, like it's i love simple like we were talking about this before too with simple yeah like and not making it so complicated because you know us horse people we want to make things a little bit more complicated uh ross brings it down to simplicity and we saw like i was there for the whole thing with what he did with brandon but i have to tell you this other stuff like your leg and the cushy thing and i know you guys haven't these are not the words that you would use right. but you know the words i'm saying aren't you so over my years of shoeing i i use lots more complicated ways of doing things we had a special shoe for this problem and we had another shoe for that problem and we were addressing all these different problems, but all we were doing is basically putting a Band-Aid on trying to cover the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so after a number of years of doing this, I kept thinking, well, what is causing all of this? Sure, I could fix these problems by these various shoes and stuff, but it, why is it always happening? So I decided to you know, just focus more on what causes it. And the foot not being um, centered around the center of balance in the foot, meaning break over too far forward, heels too far forward, uh, palmer angle being incorrect. Those are the things that cause most all of our lamenesses. So my approach now when I shoe a lame horse, so I identify the horse's problem so I know what we're dealing with and, and I work with the vets very much on that. But when I actually go to trim or shoe the horse, once I know where the problem is, I actually pretty much ignore all of that and just make sure the horse has a good solid uh, balanced trim, a foundation underneath his bone structure. And if I shoe him, I majority of the time, it's just a simple shoe. Just, uh, you know, I just put a simple horseshoe on. In certain cases, you know, if I need to, uh, a wedge pad to achieve better palmer angles, stuff like that. And I do use some of the dental impression material fillers and stuff to help, you know, in real severe cases. But I find that when you do a just a good, basic, simple trim, 90% of your problems just go away. Amazing. And so we'll have horses brought to us that have been out of commission for two, three, five years. They haven't been able to be rode. And after a couple of trims or a couple of shoeings, these horses are back in competition. Sometimes after, you know, six months or a year or whatever, they're back to winning more than they ever did before. And all we do is just a simple balance of their foot. There's, there's no special shoes, no, just balance their foot. That's huge though. That's their it foundation, is. really. This is a horizontal creature. Yeah. And that's what they live on. That's their rock, their right. whole being, right? And so I think as as people, we tend to want to make things complicated because <laughs> it looks better. So you can use all these big words and these fancy ways of doing stuff and it makes me look like I'm pretty smart. <laughs> but I'm actually not very smart. So I just try to make everything as simple as I possibly can. And I find the simpler that I make everything in my life, the better things work. And I apply that to horseshoeing. I, I love that. Uh, Gail Boyce has a question here. Uh, what, what about apparently sound horses and a horse that stumbles? Okay, so with the stumbling part, um, one of the biggest reasons your horse will be stumbling is because his foot isn't balanced. 
So probably when he's stumbling, he's stubbing his toe into the ground. Your horse should be landing with a heel first landing. If he's landing with a toe first landing, number one, he's telling you that he has a problem. You need to do something about it. And so when a horse lands with a toe first landing, they have pain in either the heel of their foot or the back of their leg or, or probably both. And because it's not their correct way of traveling, that will cause them to stumble more. So your toe is probably too long, breakover needs to be brought back, and then uh, your stumbling will probably go away. Now, as far as using it on a sound horse, yes, I use it constantly on sound horses. So I don't shoe just lame horses. I shoe uh, mainly speed event horses in the quarter horse world. So rodeo horses, uh, you know, barrel racing rope horses, cutters, cow horses, horses that go extremely fast. And everything that they do is at a high rate of speed. And when you, when you ride your horse faster like that, you have to have things more accurate. Otherwise, things fall apart. So what we're finding with shoeing a sound horse, one, it keeps the horse sound throughout his performance as well as it does enhance their performance. So even though they're not sore, if their feet aren't balanced underneath them, it's just harder for them to do what you're asking them. And so when you balance a horse's foot, it just enables the horse to be all he can be. So we see horses in multiple disciplines, English, Western, go fast, go slow, whatever it might be. And the owners tell us how you know, they were able to compete to a certain level. And then when they got their horse's feet balanced up correctly, they were able to move on to a higher level. Wow. And it's it's just simply allowing the horse to move the way the horse was intended naturally, to move. Naturally. Supposed to be able to move. Can you show them your, your leg? Well, I'm so, the squishy thing too, but it's so here's cool. uh um it's not real fancy, but there again, I keep everything simple. So here's a horse's leg, and we have her coffin bone, short pasture and long pasture, and cannon bone. So we have our our, our tendons. Um, this is the extensor uh, tendon. This is our deep flexor tendon and our superficial flexor tendon. And then here are suspensory ligaments here in the white. Now there's way more ligaments and stuff involved in a horse's foot than this. This is just a basic, simple to get you thinking in the right direction. If you look at the deflexor, it goes down and it actually goes over and the navicular bone ties into the bottom of the foot. So we've heard of navicular, caudal heel, heel pain. It's all different words for the same thing. It's, he, it's pain in the rear portion of the horse's foot. And it's caused by the deep flexor tendon being overloaded, putting pressure on the navicular bone. When we have our suspensory problems, it's from over flexing of the joints, uh, over our, uh, which puts extra tension on our suspensory ligaments, not to mention all the little ligaments all throughout the horse's leg. Just so they can see. So when your horse's breakover gets too far forward, it amplifies the pressure on the rear apparatus of your horse's leg. Probably a good 70% of lameness in horses comes in the rear portion of the leg. 
And that's because our, our horse's breakover is too far forward. So in my shoeing horses, and there again, I shoe mainly speed event horses, I have found that the number one most important thing in, in balancing your horse's foot is having breakover in the right spot. And I found that you can have other portions of the trim, maybe not as accurate as they should be, but if you have breakover where it needs to be, you're going to have a better chance of everything being okay. Not, I'm not trying to say the rest of the trim or the shoe isn't important. Okay. I'm saying breakover is most important. But that makes sense. Yes. Because that would be part of the center of balance, right? right? So, um, some and if of you, you guys have questions out there, shoot them out here because he's you may, the guy to be asking. You may be asking, oh, well, where's breakover? What are you talking about? Yeah. So, here's a drawing that will show it a little bit better. And so, this. I don't know if you can see this little bit of a red line that goes right here. So this is the horse's coffin bone. And if you draw a line straight off the tip of the coffin bone to where it intersects with the sole of the horse's foot is where breakover should be. This horse's breakover is actually right up here. His hoof wall is distorted forward. See how it's kind of wedge shaped? So this horse needs to be trimmed until this mark comes back here to where the X is. And this is the most important thing when you go to trim your horse. Palmer angle is the bottom of the horse's foot. Sorry, the coffin bone in relationship to the ground. Two to four degrees is considered fairly good, but some horses will want to be five, six, seven degrees. And so when you learn how to use the Cobit effectively, and mm -hmm. it'll take some practice, you can actually, the COVID will actually tell you where is most comfortable for your horse. So like today when we did Brandon, he was, we found center of balance and then he was telling us because the COVID, even though it, um, here, I'll just get this piece of wood here. And so for those of you that may not have a nice cement floor or wooden floor in your barn, this piece of plywood will work. To stand, the COVID, to stand the COVID on. Oh. So we'll say this is this is the front of Brandon's foot today. And so ideally, if it's completely level, that means his angle is okay. And he'll stand there and he'll do this. But what Brandon did today is he teetered like this, and then he eventually he stayed with the tip just off of the floor. So what he's telling us is that his angle was a little too low and he had some extra toe to come off. We trimmed his toe off and we put the COVID back on. He then stood level. Yes. So if your horse is level, then his, the angle that his foot is at is comfortable for that individual horse. If he tips backwards, he's telling you his angle is too steep. If he tips forward, he's telling you his angle is a little bit too low, but First of all, before you do that, you have to make sure that you have, first of all, achieved center of balance. Okay. Then you look for, for angle indication. Now that, that will take some practice and the more, more horses you put it on, the more comfortable you get. I tell people that buy one of these and they're, some people are just trimming their own horse. So they don't do hundreds of horses like us farriers do. Right. So I say, well, you know, you got three horses, bring it in, put it on them all. Yeah. And then bring them in tomorrow and put it back on again. You don't have to do oh, any trimming. Just get just them used get to it. Just get comfortable with it. That's a good idea. I like and, that and idea. 
and put your let your horse stand on it. Let them get a little bit comfortable because to start with, they're like, geez, I got a rock tied to the bottom of my foot. I don't <laughs> want to stand on this thing. Exactly. So you need to give them a chance to get comfortable with it. And then you get horses like Henry that have had it on for many years. Now you put it on his foot and he just stands it. And if you have it on the wrong spot, he just picks it back up and he's like, no, you got it I wrong. Got it wrong. <laughs> Love it. And one of the things we've noticed with some horses that have been lame for a very long period of time, when you stand them on the COVID, they get immediate relief because now all the stressors from their imbalanced foot are gone. They're now just balancing on their, they have a balance point. And you let those horses stand on the COVID for, for a minute or two, and they, and they get enough immediate relief that they won't let you pick your foot back up. They just uh, want to stand on the COVID. Because it feels so darn good. Right. And so that indicates how important it is to have your foot trimmed around the center of balance. Uh, that makes such logical sense. And again, in the simple way, we're not being having to be no fancy doctors to understand this is what the horse's foundation actually needs and it's so i have to tell you it's so affordable i could not believe it when gail told me the price right two hundred and fifteen dollars like 215 and any of you who are in the usa remember your dollar is worth yeah, lots of money i think it's ours is and it's cheap cheap it's like cheap. A 193 or something. <coughs> right i forget exactly but um, and so they do come in two sizes. This size here will, will fit a horse anywhere from like an odd shoe up to a number one with this type of, sorry, a number two. So basically all your quarter horses, thoroughbreds, um, paints, Arabs, Morgans, all those uh, sizes of horses. And um, if you ride a, say you're riding a warm blood, uh, Dutch warm blood or maybe draft cross the bigger horses that would wear you know a three four possibly a little bit bigger um, then we have another one a large one for those bigger horses and these slots are farther apart because they're calibrated for the bigger coffin bone on the bigger horse oh, that is so amazing and in the instructions that come with it there's a guide if you have a little bit smaller or 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 bigger foot, you um, you just alter where you put your line in this slot. Okay. To, just you know to get it. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what about miniature horses? So um, we haven't made one yet for miniature horses. So people say to me, "Well, just make a smaller one." <laughs> it's actually not that simple. <laughs> Because when we make a smaller one, then I have to do the research to find the distances for oh. breakover. And I've just been so busy running around the country and promoting what we have that I haven't had the time to research uh, for miniatures and, and real small ponies. So a winter project, if you will. Yeah. And we have, I have a bunch of... Uh, research that I want to do because with the other professionals that I get to work with, we've come up with a lot of different questions of, will it do this? Will it do that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Let's find out. Mm -hmm. So um, we are continuing our research when I have time. I uh, Most of my research is done through Peak Veterinary in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, They're absolutely amazing in the development of this. 
thank you, Terry Goslin, the owner. Um, all these years and all these x-rays that we've done, he's never charged me for it. Oh, I love, see, there's lots of good humans out there, people. But you know, one thing, you know, you and I were talking in the arena, because again, it's the welfare of the horse. And what what is that? What does it look like? It is. It's the combination of so many different um, professionals, I guess yes. you would say. So I was, we were told when I went to horseman school to, you know, really cultivate a good relationship with your local um, veterinarian. Back then there wasn't, and you mind, that's 40 years ago, there wasn't as many of the practitioners that we have now, body workers and stuff. So very early on, um, I had a couple of veterinarians that helped me out. Uh, Larry Hansen from uh, Regina, he's been amazing. We've been lifelong friends. Uh, some of the stuff that we did over the years was was just amazing. And Larry taught me, he was one of the first ones, taught me how to read x-rays. Mm -hmm. And that was back when you actually had to get them photo or you had to develop them and put them up on a yeah. screen so you could see oh, them. That's really telling your age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go down that road. But so those, um, those, those people, they taught me a lot. And, and if you go to our website, there's actually a list of the veterinarians that helped me over the years. What is your website? Um, so if you go to www.rossmith.ca, there's a number of uh, different parts there shows the research development. Um, there's some case studies. There's a bunch of testimonials from there is a link to our YouTube channel that has several videos, how to videos, step by step. Some of them are just little shorter ones on various things that we've done. As we do more research, we will post the results of our research moving forward. And um, so yeah, we, uh, so it started with the veterinarians and then chiropractors came along and, and now I firmly believe that we're all a team. So you have your farriers and whether they're horseshoers or barefoot trimmers, we have our veterinarians, we have all of our body workers, um, chiropractic, osteopath, massage, there's a whole bunch of that. Mm -hmm. Our dentistry is very important. Huge. Teeth and feet. Um, Teeth and feet. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is very, it, it's actually kind of mind-blowing how if your horse's teeth aren't lined up correctly, it'll it'll cause imbalances in his feet. Yeah. And you can't fix that until you fix his teeth. Exactly. But people don't know that because right. people don't know what they don't know until they do know. But then when you do know, then we got to make the change. And so we all work as a team, but a horse will get in a vicious cycle where maybe his feet were incorrectly trimmed, which caused some soreness in his body, which will actually cause him maybe to, to carry his head incorrectly, which will cause his teeth to wear incorrectly, which will cause other parts of his body not to function correctly. Now we have this vicious circle, the snowball going downhill and we can't get it stopped. Right. So, it may have started from a soreness up in the horse's back or his neck or someplace and transferred down into his feet. But regardless of where it started from, we have a vicious circle mm -hmm. and we have to stop it. So one of the easiest places to stop the vicious circle is to correctly balance the horse's feet. But that isn't enough. Once we've created a, a correct foundation, 
the other practitioners, body workers, everyone else has to come in and do their job so we can clean up all the other problems. Makes total sense. And if one of us thinks we can fix the whole problem, we're only fooling ourselves. Darn tootin' gluten. It, I agree with you. It Ross. takes a team. Darn, darn yeah. right. And when we go to work on a horse, regardless of which field we're in, we need to get rid of our egos if we have one. Keep them out the door. That's funny. We were yeah. talking about that too, because I'm sorry, in the horse world, I know we have know some of them, but ego can't exist with a horse. Well, first of all, because it doesn't exist with a horse. Right. So we can't bring our humanness in and bring our egos because those horses, they're not going to be able to even understand that. Right. So all of us on the on the team of practitioners, when we go in the barn, leave your ego in the truck. And when you go back out, if you got to feed it, we'll go ahead when you get back out. But I love that. There's, we need to work together as a team. And that's one thing I've learned over the years is when we work together as a team, we can get some pretty amazing results. I love that. You see, this is holy jumping tuna fish, right? Right, peeps? I don't know if you have uh, other questions as well, because again, while you have Ross right here, it's so beautiful to be able to ask him and pick his brain. But for those of you in the US of A, just so you know, Carson just showed me the price. It's $156. Like seriously, it's cheap like borscht, man. I love this thing. And of course, I don't trim my own horses. I like to delegate and hire out to professionals who are gifted in knowing what they can do. So RJ, our farrier, is definitely going to be utilizing that. As, and of course, keeping up on Brandon. Do we want to just show them the gift that they can receive? Because of course there is a gift that Ross is going to be giving to you. You can find the COVID not only on the Equine Connection store. So www.equineconnection.ca and it will go directly to Ross Smith. But of course go right to Ross Smith uh, website. And of course you can purchase it from there. Um, do you ship everywhere? Yep, free shipping anywhere in North America. Holy, that's a holy jumping tuna fish. What about Australia? Um, we'll have to be a charge to ship outside of the okay. continent. And uh, also comes with the 30-day money-back guarantee. If you aren't satisfied that the COVID is going to help you, you ship it back to us and we'll refund you your money. Wow. As well as it fabulous. comes, it's manufactured by S3 manufacturers and Swift Current Saskatchewan, and it comes with a lifetime guarantee against manufacturer defects. So if some of the welds were to break, um, which that's really the only thing that can go wrong with it. Yeah. And it is very simple. It's not affected by the weather. Batteries don't go dead. There are no <laughs> yes. sensors on it. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter what language you speak. It simply <sighs> finds the balance point in your horse's foot. This is what I simply absolutely love. Simple. No technology. No. He's so tired of technology. This is solid. And people wonder how something so simple can work. And I think it's because it's simple. And they ask me, well, how did you come up with this? And I don't like complicated. Uh, I'm electronically challenged. I'm not very good at math. I don't like having to read and write and draw and keep graphs and all kinds of things. So I come up with something that actually just worked for me because I'm pretty simple. And yeah, so when, so a farrier shoeing a horse, uh, you get comfortable with using this. 
it would add maybe five minutes to your workload to your job of shoeing the horse heck for that horse to have that center oh my like seriously what the heck is five minutes right 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 and if and um what we're finding is more and more that people see this they want this type of shoeing that we do or trimming and we have people from actually across canada that say where can i find someone that uses the covid and because it's new, there's not a lot of people out there that are using mm. it. But one of the things that so many horse owners tell us, like we'll pay extra, we'll pay double if we can find someone that will shoe this way. Oh. And so for you farriers out there that are thinking about giving this a try, when people start seeing the results from it, I ask horse owners all over and they said, I would gladly pay extra if someone would use this tool and the method. I agree with you. So from a financial perspective for horseshoers, when you get efficient at this type of shoeing, you can actually put your price up and charge more and people don't care. Hey, see now smart business. See, simple works the best for any of us in this horse world. Yeah. Really, it does. Yeah, just keep it simple. Don't try and don't try and make it so complicated because it actually isn't. And it's so tiring when it's yeah. so complicated. Uh, thank you for the compliments. Uh, I saw two of you thought uh, the translator is a little funny. You know, I'm not naturally funny. I'm not. My my co-partner usually is. But I thank you because sometimes I try, but it just doesn't work. But a question for you. Is okay. this good for every horse? Yes, it is. Every single horse. Because we're taught when we are different disciplines when we ride some people wear a cowboy hat some people wear a helmet some people got Greeks some got wranglers we're all all different uh, actually we're not we're very much the same so whether you ride English or Western whether you're team roping or doing dressage you're riding a horse and a dressage horse doesn't have a different bone structure than a team roping horse true that he doesn't have an extra one of these or one less one of those or whatever. A horse is a horse. Yes, there's variations in conformation. There's variations in size, but horses are horses. And so I firmly believe that when you trim your horse's foot, you should forget about what discipline he is in. Simply balance his foot. Then if he's a, a barrel racing horse, he needs a, a shoe for some traction. A jumping horse would need a, a shoe that you could put corks in for traction if they're on grass. Um, depending on, on what your horse does, like, uh, you know, a reining horse will have a wide shoe on the back so they can slide. And so once your horse's foot is balanced, then you can put a shoe on if you're going to shoe your horse according to your specific discipline. But is it, it does this only work on just quarter horses? Absolutely not. I love it. I kind of felt you were going to give that answer yeah. because it makes logical sense, right, people? Uh, one more thing, as you see on our screen, yes, you get a free gift. And this is coming from Ross as well. So he came here early this morning. He worked on Brandon. We videotaped every segment to how to use the COVID. And so you can see how you can use it at home. It can be used for, with your farrier. It can be used by you. So if you want that gift, definitely just put in the COVID and we will get that off to you. But I do have to tell you, Carolyn, you know, my girl usually works with me. 
but she's the one who's IT. So she's going to put it all together for you. So the gift will be coming to you from Roz, but we're just going to put it together so it makes logical sense so you don't see her little hiccups that when I fell or something like that is in there because you don't need those kind of things, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but to end with, because now you know where to buy it, it is the most amazing thing for the, again, simplicity. Look at people. For Prevacox, we're paying 200 and some dollars, and that's just a chemical going into our horse's body. To find something that's an actual foundational piece to a horse and how they actually work, that is worth every cent because this thing is going to last forever. Because <laughs> like he says, no weather, no nothing hurts this baby. And you can keep utilizing it for any and all of your horses. So I, I, the investment to me is this is a no-brainer. But I want you to see the very ending of, to this. And I know in this free gift you're going to see it's beautiful. Like it's going to give you, I don't know, maybe an hour long of information. So you can all sit down and watch it. Grab some popcorn. Have a float. Enjoy this gift that you're going to receive. But I want Ross to show the cushy piece because oh, okay. the cushy piece is what made my heart go, oh no, look at what we have done to horses because we didn't know what we didn't know until we did know. Thank so, you. Thank you, sir. Um, let's see if this is do you, Oh, do you want it to be higher? What could we, oh, maybe I could put this down lower. Well, I could, I think it's pretty, yeah, there. Is that they better? See, yeah, perfect. There. So, this is just a little thing that I've come up for a visual on when your horse is out of balance. So research um, has shown that for every centimeter, your horse's toe is ahead of where proper breakover should be. It adds 55 kilograms of pressure to the Deep flexor tendon, where it goes over the navicular bone, the whole rear of the leg. Those of you in the U.S., so that's about uh, 85 pounds of pressure for every three-eighths of an inch. Wow. And that's that's just the first three-eighths of an inch. You start adding two of them together, and that actually gets greater because of the leverage. Oh so this is just to simulate um, a horse that this is actually – in the center of his foot with equal amounts of foot on either side. The foam actually simulates soft sand that we ride our horse in. So if you push straight down, you notice the foot pretty well goes straight into the sand. So this is just with the horse's toe, uh, three eighths of an inch too long, too far forward. See how the rear of the foot sinks into the sand. This here is only an inch. If your horse's foot is an inch too far forward, and we get a lot of horses brought to us that are like an inch, inch and a half too far forward. This is what happens every time your horse steps down in the soft sand. Oh, that made me go, oh my gosh. And then actually the toe of your horse's foot will actually come up and not be bearing much weight. When that happens, you're severely overloading the rear portion of the leg, deep flexor tendons, your overflexing joints, uh, as well as uh, all the ligaments that hold our joints together, especially our suspensory ligaments. 
So in our research of actually looking at really good-footed horses and seeing the where they feet, feet were, we actually found that a real good-footed horse that's freshly trimmed has approximately a quarter of an inch more foot to the rear of center balance than they do to the toe. That's just the way um, good sound horses appear to be. So when you use the cobit and you first set up your horse for a trim, when he steps in the ground, see the toe slightly goes into the ground as opposed to this happening. So I want you to think of your horse in his stride. So he steps, his foot is in the ground, toes up in the air. When he gets so far forward, the deep flexor tendon is as tight as it can go, as well as all the ligaments. You can't flex anymore. And the whole portion of your horse is straight over top of his leg. So if your horse weighs a thousand pounds, you got a thousand pounds coming down on his leg. And so now he has to break over with all this horrendous amount of pressure on the rear of his leg. If you were to balance your horse with slightly more to the front than the rear, when your horse steps down, because of the front slightly lowers more than the heel, when your horse passes over, by time all of these apparatuses come tight, the majority of your horse's body weight has passed over his foot. So he no longer has a thousand pounds of weight on his foot. You know, there may be, I don't know for sure, but there'd be just, you know, two or 300 perhaps. Well, then you see here how it's already just about breaking over. All he has to do is break over and take his next strike. <laughs> I just get so sad watching this. So when you when your horse's foot is too far forward, you are causing your horse a lot of discomfort, which will lead to soreness. So one of the things, this is for farriers, um, barefoot trimmers, do-it-yourselfers, um, expert farriers right down to uh, more beginners. It's a guide, but also it can be used by a horse owner. So you always Me? ask. Yes. So <laughs> you ask, well, when, when do I get my horse feet done? So I tell you six weeks because that's the standard. Well, some horses need their feet trimmed in five weeks. Some horses can go seven or eight weeks or nine weeks, depending on the conditions they live in. So when you um, you put the COVID on your horse and so he sat right there for, hold this right, for breakover. So you wait a month or so and you and you put the COVID on and you find out that it's, see how it's just about to the front of the slot? When it gets up to there, you need to be getting your horse done. Wow. So we can't, okay. So there, because there's that centimeter that we were talking about. But if I'm barefoot, how would I know? Is Same, it still the marking? The break. So we'll just pretend this is the bottom of his foot, where the roll is at the front of his toe. So it'll be this point right here where the breakover is, is wore into his foot. Okay. Once that, once that protrudes past. So when we first trim our horse, let me look here. We're going to have the front of his foot. See right there at the slot. Yeah. Once it moves up to there, that's a centimeter. Oh, wow. We need to be trimming our horse's foot. Got it. Oh, this is great. 
I'm so excited. I get to use this myself now and not just delegate. Yeah. Okay, that makes me happy. And so now you can kind of find out a schedule for your horse. Now maybe maybe Brandon needs to be done at a certain time and maybe another older horse's feet grow a little slower. Oh, I was going to ask you that. Like normally, and I don't know if yeah. this is what everybody does, but in the summer, spring, summer, yeah. early fall, I do every six weeks. And then in the winter, Absolutely. it's every eight weeks. Is that kind of no, a, a that's, normal? That's the norm. Oh, it is. Okay. And okay. it's based on the seasons and horses tend to be a little less active in the wintertime. Yeah. And so when a horse is active, um, their foot grows more because they have more circulation. Get out of town. I did not know that. So you take a horse that, um, so we shoe some horses up here in Canada that are rode in feedlots. So they're rode um, like regularly yeah. at 20, 30 below zero. And they need to be done every five or six weeks in no the wintertime. Way. Yeah. And it's, it's because they get way more exercise than because they're doing their job. Got they're out it. in the cold. But they're getting, they move way more than the horse that tends a lot of time standing in shelter. And, yeah. Makes sense. Well, thank you. That was a holy jumping tuna fish for me. Holy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you well, for not only being here, but for sharing with the world. Well, thank you for, for having us. And there is, um, like, if you go to our, so if you go to Ross Smith Cobit is our uh, email address. And it's actually on the website. If you have questions, you can forward questions to us. And um, my partner, Scott and Gail Superja. Scott is also a farrier of, is, he's been shooting as long as I have. And he uses the COVID. So one of us will, uh, will help answer your questions. Yeah, you guys are just like your beautiful, lovely humans. We, uh, we just want to do the best for the horse. I've always said that I, I shoe horses for horses. I don't shoe horses for people. Give me a pound on that one. That's right. And how my, like I, I originally developed this tool just for myself. And I, I never even thought about sharing it with the rest of the world or making it and getting it patented and all that went with it. And because it works so well, um, veterinarians, customers, whatever that I worked with kept encouraging me they said, you got to share this. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. And I lived out in the hills. And if you Googled Ross Smith, I didn't exist. And that was perfect for me. I was happy with that. <laughs> happy in my life. But my, my customers know that my mission in life is to help horses. So they finally got wise to that. And they said, here's your opportunity to help more horses than you ever have. And that's how they convinced me to do what I'm doing here right now is this is an opportunity for me to help you know, instead of the hundreds of horses that I worked with, I can maybe help thousands or millions of horses. Exactly. You are a blessing to us. Well, thank you. And to the world, because this is going to change horses' lives. Yeah. One last question, and then we're going to say adios for today. Is uh, Gail, Gail again, any comments on wild horses' feet? So... Um, when you look at a horse that actually lives in the wild and you look at the way their their foot is wore, it's very much on the parameters of what uh, they actually naturally trim their foot and their break over to where this balance point should be, the way that the COVID tells you. And because that's the way horses, 
The difference between a wild horse and a domestic horse is they travel so many more miles. So they actually wear their feet to where they should be, as opposed to our domestic horse stands around all day and waits for us to feed it. Right. So um, upon observing wild horses' feet, you'll notice that they have their toes wore back quite a ways and actually wore back farther than what we would consider correct in traditional horseshoeing and trimming. And we would say, well, they should all be sore because their foot is worse so far back. Well, they're not. They, they're they not. run around on rocks and whatever. So they, like you'll see in the video where I'm, I talk about getting rid of any distortion. Wild horses, get they have no distortion to their foot. They wear it all off on their own. No way. Yeah. This is so amazing. And it makes sense because... This is what nature is. It's absolutely right. beautiful because nature knows what it needs. We as humans complicate it yes. once more. Yeah. But and now it's our duty to look yeah. after Nature's our domesticated horses. Yeah, yeah, right? Nature keeps it simple. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Thank you so, so much again, Ross. It was such a pleasure to meet you in person. And we are 100% supporting this beautiful, simple, invention that someone in Canada did. I'm so excited because you Canadian. But anyways, you USers in Australia, New Zealand, you go ahead and buy it. But just know it came from good old solid Canada. Have an amazing day, everyone. And remember, we're all life changers. And now you can bring some life changing to your horse. Have a great one. Bye for now. See ya. Um, Do I just press? Sorry, guys. I'm not like Carolyn. Do I just press that button on top? Stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I stopped screens. Dreaming. <laughs>